gentlemen, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WILK. Oh, baby, baby. A little Sunday, Sunday, Sunday beer action here on the Beer Geeks and WILK. A little bit of a thin house today. We've been pretty packed to the gills as of late, but only yeah. four of us in studio and a special guest from Maryland today. <laughs> well, it would have been three, but I got to, I actually got to come today. Yeah, you're like the flip-flopper of the group. I know. You're coming, you're not coming. Who knows what Joe's doing? I gotta keep you guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Beer it's Geeks. Like Houdini. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, a modern-day bearded... Brewing Houdini. Yep. Um, Brudini. Br- Brudini. Oh, you just took the words is. right out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, George. George and George. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm at Massive Beers. Uh, Joe from NEPA Beer Reviews. What's going on, dude? Not too much. A whole lot of nothing? Eh, pretty much. George from Georging. <laughs> Always, baby. Massive, massive Always. Troll Reviews. Massive Troll Reviews. MTR. Yeah, and then we a have... subsidiary uh, of Massive Beer Reviews. <laughs> uh, LLC. Uh, incorporated. TM. TDM. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 science. Anyway, and Gerald. Gerald from Gerald. How you doing? From uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. Hagerstown, Maryland. He's a... Uh, yeah, he's known for chugging a beer here and here and there every now and then. I heard so. So yeah, we are going to be talking a little bit of a uh, roundtable discussion. I I, I don't want to say just about uh, beer shares and doing stuff like that. More like kind of how the culture has kind of shifted towards uh, bottle shares and doing beer shares and stuff like that, as opposed to like doing like the bar culture kind of thing when it comes to beer. Sound like a plan? Sure. No. Okay. Let's not talk <laughs> about that then. Let's talk about some news and then talk about that. Uh, first things first. So. Um, sometimes science is a good thing, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's a bad thing. And uh, in England, a brewery has teamed up with a company called Intelligence X, and they started Intelligence X Brewing Company. And what they are doing is they're actually using a Facebook um, kind of like bot to randomly ask beer lovers questions about what they like about beer, and they're basically using that pool of information and programming their beers based off that information. So they're brewing beer based off of what people like, based off of questions that people answer on Facebook. This is not a plot from an idiocracy, too, okay? <laughs> this is actual legitimate stuff that's going down in the brewing world. What do you actually think about that? Like, what are your thoughts about that kind of angle when it comes to brewing beer? Uh, I think it's it's an interesting concept, but I, I feel like you almost don't know what you want until you have like a crazy beer in front of you like you like you don't realize you want something crazy until it's there like if you would just ask what you if you would just ask somebody what they what they want they're going to tell you what they like you know yeah um and then i mean that's kind of what we we're talking about before uh we went on the air it's it's a lot of um a couple, a lot of people shouldn't have opinions about things. For one, uh, two, it is it, it, when you ask a bunch of people what they like about something, and you try to duplicate that. What you're going to get is something you already have, and like you're just basically trying to say you want something new and exciting, and you want a flavor that you kind of didn't think of, and you want to be kind of just turned on. And that's kind of you're muting this. You're getting more of a generic kind of beer out of that kind of process. And while it seems good in theory, I'm not quite sure how it will work in the real world. That being said, I totally want to try the beer. <laughs> so, Intelligence X Brewing Company, you can send all beers too. Yada, yada. Anyway, um, let's see what else we got going on here. Prairie. Everybody here likes Prairie. 
people geek out over the bomb. That's one of everybody's favorite beers. I am a chili, what's the safe word for this radio? Homer? Connoisseur? Homer? Uh, no, I wouldn't say Homer. I just uh, I lust Con- after him. Connoisseur is a, a nice way of Yeah, <laughs> after my chilies. And, uh, you know, Prairie's best known for their bomb series. It's pretty much what they hang most of their hat on. And they were sold to um, Hillard, oh, not Hillard's, what was it, uh, Krebs? I Krebs. Believe. Yeah, Krebs. They've been contracting, kind of brewing their beer for a while now, so it's kind of like being sold to yourself kind of a thing, but it's kind of a big company, do you know what I mean? And it definitely has a lot of like uh, hipster cachet, so to see them kind of be bought out like that is kind now, of is, interesting. Is Prairie, were they entirely a contract brewery, or did they have their own facility? Um, it, it, it says here, just un, unbeknownst to many, Krebs has already uh, was already the contract brewer for Prairie, Prairie which put out about 2,000 barrels in 2015. And so, I mean, it sounds like they were doing okay. all the heavy lifting to begin with. Now, what does that mean for the beer going forward? I'm sure it's going to stay much the same. They're not going to screw sure. with a good, good thing. You know, it ain't broke, don't fix it's it. Al- it's always interesting to me to to find out that, like, a popular brewery like that is a... Uh, a contract brewery. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like it's just it's always like oh I, I didn't even realize they were a contract brewery. Yeah, yeah. But I mean I don't know. It, it's a kind of weird thing because when you see companies like this be bought, you almost hope that it's going to lead to wider distribution yeah, that you'd be able to get yeah, it easier. Yeah. That's kind of what I was leaning towards. Is probably a distribution angle. Maybe but probably. if it's the company that's already producing it, are they really going to have that bigger, wider of a net of distribution? Well, because maybe primary brand is compared to like a subsidiary. You know, mm, yeah, getting so, their name out there on it now instead of kind of like under the the guys and throwing the Prairie label on it now that they're getting their recognition, perhaps that. You know, they'll have a further reach. You would hope so. That's that's the ultimate goal. So you would no. hope that would happen. Fingers crossed, because who doesn't want more uh, bomb in their life? Um, this weekend, uh, Alchemist finally opened his new facility. Uh, for those that don't know, you know, if you're listening to this radio show, I don't know how you don't know, but Alchemist makes Teddy Topper and Focal Bagger. Oh, they're beers, but they're pretty much the two big beers that he makes. And uh, they're kind of a, I guess this is almost like a, um, a forced I don't want to say it's a forced thing that he had to open up this brewery, but he got to the point where he kind of pissed off his whole neighborhood. And it was kind of like, okay, you need to really build, like, a regular facility because <laughs> people are just trampling on our lawns all the time. Yeah. And it's been a long time coming, and it opened. And uh, I'm excited to go up there eventually. You had uh, friends go up this weekend, didn't you, George? Yeah, they made a decision at uh, 3 a.m. Saturday morning. <laughs> got in the car from Jersey. Drove all the way up. They were up there. They were at Beverage Warehouse. They waited in line for more cans because you can, you can only have so much of a limit at the Alchemist. So they picked up a few before and then just toured around Vermont and came home that night. That Crazy is, check-ins from yeah, them. Dedication. <laughs> You'd never do anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't drive... 10 hours to three Floyds for four cases of zombie dust. No. Never, never did never that. Never did that ever. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else have we got going on here? Lagunitas. Um, you know, they're kind of sold to Heineken. Was it the beginning of last year, I believe it was? Yeah, I think so. Um, it, but it was more like a 50-50 thing. It wasn't an outright purchase. And uh, they actually brought, uh, brought no, bought uh, three small brewers in the United States this week. Um, one on the East Coast, they're actually going to kind of switch and be rebranded. It's called Tr- Charleston South and Brewery and Smoke House, I assume in Charleston, South Carolina, it sounds like, right? Yeah, Is that, where that would be. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're going to convert that into like a new brew pub East um, and then a couple other small breweries. But the, the, the curious thing about this or the interesting thing about this 
is that they made a point to say that they bought it, that Heineken had nothing to do with this, and that they're the ones that went out and purchased these people. So I don't know if that's more like a pushback, like, hey, I can still do whatever I want, or it, it actually is a legit, like, Heineken just, like, as a f- slush fund company to give them the capital they need whenever they want to do stuff, and literally is just, like, just do whatever you want. So who knows? Eh, it's combination. It, it's, yeah, combination of the two. And last piece of news is probably one of the most interesting ones. My favorite. Uh, do you want to talk about this, George? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, this is uh, George brought this up when we were sitting here. Uh, uh, off-color brewing. Um, you can find uh, some of their beers in around the area. Yep. They make nice beers. You know what I mean? I've had a few of them. Um, pretty good stuff. They are going to do a, uh, a collaboration with Miller. Um, Miller High Life. <laughs> And, champagne uh, of beers, baby. Champagne <laughs> beers, baby. Um, so, I mean, it says here, Chicago, Illinois, based off color brewing, a cla- uh, brewed collaboration yesterday. This one a little different. As these wor- words are being typed, um, uh, I'm thinking of a beer geek somewhere swelling up and bustling. Um, a all big trouble in Little China style off color brewing collaborated with Miller High Life. This comes via um, Bear Street Journal. Um, and it just basically goes on to say about how they went and brewed, what is it? They went and brewed on Miller's system, but then they came, Miller came well, and they, brewed the on the pilot system. Yeah, they did the pilot system and came up in, in uh, Milwaukee. And then they went and brewed on off color system too, I believe. So it's just, it, it, I actually get, I'm really excited about this. I want to see what comes from this. Yeah. Did they, did they say anything about what? the beer, like what style the beer is or anything about that? Not even to talk about how like a macro meets craft. Um, So it's very vague, but at the same time, if you have a production brewer, you know, someone that works at a larger uh, craft brewery, um, they would love to get a hold of some of these systems that a lot Mm. of these huge, gigantic breweries have. Yeah, we we all assume they are, you know what I mean, these big, huge monstrosities that just produce this kind of like, you know, yellow, fizzy, crappy beer, but they're so tied, dialed in, and so consistent. You do so many great things with them. They're just not utilized. You know what I mean? It's like a grandma driving a McLaren around for Sunday (laughs) church. You know what I mean? And you're just like, okay, and then you actually, you know, the grandson sneaks in it every now and then, might be able to do something pretty crazy. So I'm just super interested to see what they make off of this. Is it going to be something huge? Something, are they going to just make like, is it Miller kind of being like, okay, we want to make a a, a macro level lower, like they want to make an IPA that's good, so they want to learn. Or is it the other way around where Off Color wants to actually like expand and do something huge? It's just the avenues that they we won't can go know through. until it I comes mean, out. I suppose. I know it's going to be awesome. Is it going to be something I can buy at the gas station? Or yeah, you know I mean, is it, yeah. it's like every. Is Joe it going to be everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. So <laughs> that's a super interesting angle. Um, so yeah, that's the news for now. Well, I got something. Real oh yeah, quick. That's right. I forgot. Um, well, this isn't a, a U.S. news. This is a Canadian, specifically Ontario. But um, recently, Bose All Natural in uh, Eastern Ontario celebrated their tenth birthday. And to announce that they're uh, to kind of like kick off their their celebrations, they announced um, four scholarships to the uh, brewery operations management program, which is the program that I uh, that I took um, in Canada. And they're awarding three one thousand uh, dollar scholarships and one two thousand scholar two thousand dollar scholarship. Uh, the one thousand will be to uh, second-level students who've shown promise in brewing innovation, be that in style, technique, or approach. And the 2,000 will be intended to promote diversity and equal representation. 
and uh, will be awarded to a student who's, who's working with cultural, gender, or health obstacles or opportunities that may affect his or her academic and career success in craft brewing. And, and that's awesome. I mean, uh, the, the Bose has always been a nice brewery. They're always yeah. really active with stuff. So That's that's like right up their alley. They, they're one of the few breweries I know that do that whole B Corp thing. It's just and, they're like, cl- and they're close. Uh, they'll eventually be in PA. They're in upstate yeah. New York, so they'll be here eventually. But uh, let's do that for the news for now. We're going to cut the break. We'll come back. We'll talk, talk a couple beer releases and then get into some bottle share information. So join us after the commercial break here on the Beer Geeks on WILK. Now, more than ever, businesses need IT support to be successful. Just look at how Penteladata's IT pros are assisting the Lehigh Valley's pros, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms utilize Penteladata IT services to make their day-to-day business run smooth. From wireless guest services to their point-of-sale operations and their servers, we're there because IT is our game, and it's in our name. Penteladata IT services. We're in it. I've done the Nicotrols, the inhaler, the patch, the gum, you name it, I've done it all. This has been absolutely amazing. Lee Wicker, quit smoking forever, thanks to the John Morgan Hypnosis Seminar. No withdrawals, no craving, no nothing. It was absolutely wonderful. And I was in a good mood the whole time. You can stop smoking forever or lose weight and keep it off. A John Morgan hypnotist will be here soon. Call 800-735-6907 to reserve your space. My coworkers want to sign up right now. (laughs) Hypnosis is safe, fun, and effective. Lee Wicker went with a friend. He smoked three to four packs a day. I smoked two packs plus a day, and neither one of us smoke anymore. Join John Morgan hypnotist Mark Pasnack Thursday, July 21st at the Woodlands Inn on Highway 315 in Wilkes-Barre. Smoking cessation is at 6 p.m., weight loss at 8 p.m. Call 800-735-6907 or visit johnmorganseminars.com. Sessions are affordable at fifty nine ninety five. I just want to thank him for helping me save my life. Call 800-735-6907 or visit johnmorganseminars.com. Say, folks, I believe that if you make a product, you ought to stand behind it. And no one stands behind their tractors like my good friends at Mahindra. Now, you've heard me talk about Mahindra's industry-leading warranty. But now, Mahindra has taken the best and made it even better with an improved limited powertrain warranty. Not for five years, not six years. Now, a full seven years on select models. Seven years. That's the industry's best warranty, period. It's easy to offer the strongest warranty on the toughest tractors on earth. So care for the land you love and rest easy knowing Mahindra cares for you with their brand new seven-year warranty. What else would you expect from the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra? Learn more at MahindraUSA.com. Take advantage of rock-bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Mahindra of Bloomsburg in Bloomsburg. Or visit MahindraofBloomsburg.com. That's MahindraofBloomsburg.com. Come out and join the party. The infield block party at Pocono Raceway, Saturday, July 30th, beginning at 6 in the infield. Fans can enter through the Gate 1 tunnel starting at 5 p.m. A $10 donation per carload gets you live entertainment from 6 till midnight, plus a huge fireworks display at dusk. Proceeds benefit the local fire company. The infield block party at Pocono Raceway is a great way to kick off race week and a fun event for the entire family. Saturday, July 30th, $10 carloads, Gate 1 Tunnel. Be there. Does not suck when you have a little CCR in your life, right? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Run through that jungle. Run through that jungle of beers, baby. (laughs) 
Got to have it. Hard times up here in WILK on the Beer Geek 3 or Alice. Um, anyway. So the first time you've done that here? I think I might have busted out Dusty Rhodes on, a, on, a, on occasion. Like but, uh, and just be like, hey, uh, get, get some um, uh, Pest Mortel up in all, all grills. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, to start the show off, we didn't talk, <laughs> we didn't talk about it. But uh, our first beer we had, you picked up a, uh, a Saison from yes. uh, Pizza Boy uh, yesterday, correct? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. What was it again? Uh, it was Free Fall. They call it like a grisette saison. Mm. Um, and I've had it, I had it once before, but uh, the other day, I had the day off, so I decided to... For uh, those that don't know, a grisette is... A says another version of a saison, I guess. Yeah. I don't I really don't know. That's the one style that I have not. <laughs> it, not I bl- it's sure when you're using uh, uh, stuff other than hops. Okay, you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we moved from that, which was really nice, nice effervescence, a little not super funkiness, but uh, yeah. Uh, we moved on to the second best coffee beer in the world, which is uh, Pesh Mortel, which I was really surprised that George has never had this before. Yeah, I was. It I'm blew me away too. I've always heard you talk, like, I've heard you mention it in passing, and then when I was out and I saw it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And What do you think? I think it's awesome. Yeah, it does not suck. How about you, Gerald? Solid, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of, I mean, I'm a, absolutely, there's a couple, I'm a little bit of a homer for a couple of breweries, <laughs> and uh, Dude SCL is probably top of that list, so yeah. a brewery I've yet to go to, but I will get there eventually, and they'll probably throw me out, because I'm me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if they even let you into Canada. Yeah, yeah well, y'all don't. Let me in, so. <laughs> they'll let me in. They love me up there, those kooky, kooky, kamuki, kaduki, canucks, or whatever, however hey. it goes. Now they're definitely not letting me in. Anyway. Um, we were stretching the bottle release into the second segment. How about that a little long-windedness? Um, first things first. Um, uh, Stone is coming out with a uh, their Bastard's Midnight Brunch, which is their double bastard coffee um, with bourbon and uh, aged bourbon and maple syrup. Now, I'm not the biggest Stone um, lover in the history of mankind. A couple of their beers I love. The base choke of Aza is absolutely fantastic. A couple yeah. of their beers are nice, but anytime you put anything in a maple syrup involved environment, then I kind of, my nipples definitely get hard. <laughs> they do. I totally, I absolutely can't wait to buy this. Actually, on my face, I taste it. Buy it. It's probably going to be like $39 a bottle, so that's going to suck. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's yeah, you'll that. Buy a bo- you'll buy at least one bottle. Um, yeah, I mean, I will because I can't help myself because I'm kind of one of those people that just can't get out of their own way when it comes to buying stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, and the other thing is Rogue finally came out with their first barrel-aged beer, which is kind of like a... Now, is this, a, is this beer aged in uh, their own spirit barrels? Because uh, they have a distillery as well. I don't know, um, just because I... Um, a typical fashion, I just lost the link, but I know it's it's called Rolling Thunder Imperial Stout, and it's their first barrel aged beer. I know they do a lot of spirits, but I don't know if it's actually one of theirs. Do they actually do bourbon? I think they did mostly clear dis- distillate liquids. I'm not sure, but all, all I know is that they have a uh, a distillery. And um, I mean, just just the fact that they're doing that is pretty interesting they, because they've been pretty much like um, rogue to me again. Not the biggest Rogue fan, but a couple of their beers have always been staples, and they've been around for a long time. They've been a lot like a newspaper industry uh, brewery, and they've been like, we do our thing, and we always do the same thing, and everybody's going to love us. And then they're like, now they're probably like, wait a minute, we should probably change with the times a little bit and yeah. do a little bit something more interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't and be surprised if it was in one of their own barrels because they have like a farm and all that. Like they, They're very much like a um, almost like a self-sufficient brewery in a way so if they have i think if they have the opportunity to use something that's in-house they're gonna do it whether it is or not i don't know so i'm not looking up the link at all i'm just speculating 
And uh, going from that, the last piece of news I have, I guess it necessarily isn't news because I can't find any information on it on the internet, but per, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, friends of friends, um, one of my and Joe's favorite breweries from Canada has landed in uh, Pennsylvania, and that would be Nickelbrook Brewing. Yeah, we saw that uh, that picture that yeah, the we saw a picture floating Brad around. sent out the yeah. other day. Oh, name and names. Mm, shouldn't they know Calling names? Anyway, um, yeah, Nickelbrook Brewing, they're out of Ontario, Canada, close right outside of Toronto, right? On the edge? Right? Uh, yeah. Okay. They're like Toronto area. Um, they're best known. I mean, if you have uh, watched any of the stuff me and Joe have done, I mean, they make a, a, a beer called uh, their Bastard series, was Kentucky Bastard, Wani Bastard, mm. stuff like that, and uh, they're absolutely fantastic in uh, beers, Imperial Stouts, ancient different barrels, even their Bolshevik is just a base Russian Imperial Stout, it's absolutely fantastic, and uh, that and their their base um, Bolshevik and uh, their Naughty Neighbor, which is their just their base pale ale. Yeah, just is, regular like American pale ale. Is what we saw land, so that's going to be super excited to see that kind of float into the area, because that's yeah. a, a brewery that makes pretty good stuff. So yeah, there you go, beer news, done and done. So let's talk beer. Bottle shares. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like the world of beer has changed so much over the years to the point where, like, we would all, like, uh, <laughs> we would all, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we would, uh, you know, we would all meet at bars. I know I did back in the day when I first got into beer. There was no such thing as a bottle share, essentially. Uh, you would just basically kind of go to the bar. You would hang out with some people. Maybe you would leave the bar and have a beer at somebody's house later or whatever. But it was essentially a bar kind of thing. And with the advent of, like, local brewing and a billion breweries kind of popping up all over the place. It's getting to the point now where I probably do probably 85% of my beer consumption with friends at houses and places like that. I yeah. really don't go to bars. And when I do go to bars, if you go to places locally around here, it almost ends up being kind of like a pseudo bottle share. You might actually, everybody buys a couple big bottles and you kind of sit around a table and then you kind of share the beer back and forth and go, go like that. So it's a really cool, interesting kind of like shift in the way the culture has gone from more of a utilitarian kind of go to the bar, get the beer, drink the beer, go home to more of like a communal thing. And I'm pretty sure that's essentially how all of us have met each other, which is if you think about it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I met, I met you, Joe, initially from going to a bottle share, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. And then from there became friends and then, and then, I mean, George, I met you at a barbershop, but that's kind of like a bottle share too. Yeah. <laughs> and then going from there and then, uh, and then you probably met Gerald from online chugging bottle shares. I would have, I would have yeah, or something close, yeah. something close <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so it's kind of that thing where it's like just bringing like tons and tons more people together. Um, so, uh, what are your general thoughts about that whole culture as opposed to the way it used to be? Like, is it, do you prefer that as far as how you consume your beer and meet people and drink stuff like that? Um, or you, or what? I mean, just my, my own personality. Yeah. I would kind of prefer to be in a smaller group of, of friends as opposed to like going out somewhere. And is it just is it just from an aspect that you like that environment? Um, better? I mean, for me, honestly, I, I mean, I I would much rather share all of the like I'll there's beers that I have in my cellar that I have like specifically that I'll never touch on my own. I'll wait till I can share them with with a bunch of people. No, and I think that's the way a lot of people do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, is it? I mean, and. I know it's much the case. Like, is it the same culture that you, down down Maryland way, and pretty much? I mean, it's pretty much everywhere for else. The mo- for the most part, it, it seems that way. Um, 
And another thing when you don't a bottle shares is the investment. You know, it's everybody gets to taste, you know, 10, 15 beers and they're not laying out hundreds and hundreds of dollars and jumping in, spending $30 on a bottle of something that they hate. Yeah, and I think that's, and that was the point I was going to make when it comes to, like, transferring from bars. Like, you're kind of like, it costs a lot of money to commit to uh, so many different beers. When you're talking about a bottle share, you know, really the investment, while, you you know, some bottles can get pretty pricey, you know, it's pretty minimal. So you can sit there and you can actually try so many different things. Uh, and then if you actually really like something, you can then go out and find it yourself. Yeah, I kind of, I work behind 31 Taps at a facility in Hagerstown, and I'm really big on giving somebody an ounce or an ounce and a half sample if it's a higher-end beer, and I know that they're an IPA guy or a lager guy, then they're stepping into a Goza or a Sour or something different. I want to make sure that they like it. I don't want to see somebody, even $7, I don't want to see somebody drop $7 on a 12-ounce pour, take a sip of it, and push it away. For one, they're wasting their money for two. Somebody that could have enjoyed that beer could have bought it and had it. Very, very, very true. And then, um, and then let's get to the, I guess it's a core of the discussion, which is bottle share. Um, I don't want to say rules and regulations and etiquette and stuff like that, because they're really, you can play it loose and hard and fast when it comes to stuff like that. But like, what are some of your, like when you guys hold a bottle share or you go to one, like what are some of the like things that you're like, okay, this people need to be a, be a certain way, but do a certain thing. Or is there certain rules and regs that you guys kind of like follow when it comes to stuff like that? Like, as far as, like, the beers that you drink, the beers that people bring, the people that come to your house, yada, 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 stuff like that. Um, I'll tell you just one thing that I don't particularly do or really agree with is um, putting a, uh, like, a price tag on the beers that you bring. Like, you have to bring a beer that's worth X amount of money, whether it's, like, $15 or or up or something like that. I, I don't like that I'd rather just be like bring something that you like or bring something that's cool or whatever you whatever you have on hand that's kind of how I how I do it and that's you know that works with a a group of your uh, of your friends yeah I mean I think that's probably the biggest thing when it comes to it not necessarily the money part of it but it's um how do I how do I phrase this if anybody's ever like uh let's see like played um you know uh, pool or or uh, whatever. If you ever been in something where there's chess or whatever, where there's actual levels of, of uh, expertise to things, and then you go somewhere and then you know if you're gonna play against somebody in golf or whatever, you get a handicap. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like think about that when it comes to bottle shares. It's like there's always gonna be somebody new, and there's always gonna be somebody that has like the super rare whales, yo, bro, kind of thing going on. Where yeah. it's like you someone's can't... always just gonna be getting into it, and someone's gonna be in it for like right. thirty years. Yeah, and then someone's <laughs> and there's always gonna be the the one upper. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, I brought this thing that's like so rare that you've never heard it before. It's like no you know, one's ever heard of it, and yeah. I'm surprised yeah. I'm even drinking. Yeah, it. they like they camp out at tired hands and stuff like that. It's just like stuff like that. So it's like you have these people that like. You can't be like, oh, that person didn't bring this thing, so I don't like them anymore because mm-hmm. they didn't. But some people just don't know any better. Do you know what I mean? You have people show up like I've seen bottle shares where people like someone will show up with like uh, like a New Holland's Dragon Milk. Let's just say something like that. It's an absolutely fantastic freaking beer. But a lot of people will be like, oh man, I can't believe that person brought Dragon's Milk. I brought nineteen trilliums and this and that and the other thing. And be like, yeah, well, they look down on Dragon's Milk because they pass by it every time they go for beer. It, it's easily accessible. It's easily yes, accessible. It and, and I guess that's the first thing. You were going to say something, Gerald? Yeah, easy or? accessible is relative. Because yeah, yeah, certain yeah, markets, yeah, yeah. for the Cascade, for example, just came to Maryland. You know, it's been in certain markets forever. And I've seen it used to be chased. You know, I'd see people all over the 
the internet, my experience with it, it's a good beer, but I wouldn't drive four hours to pick up three cases of it, you know, type deal. Especially not at the price point. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but, absolutely. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, do you know what I mean? Like, don't, I guess the first point I'm trying to make here is don't poo on somebody who doesn't know any better or yeah. not know any better or who's getting into it. That's just trying to be, you know what I mean, active and enthusiastic when it comes to a bottle show. You have people that want to come. And when you go to a bottle show for the first time, it's and like anything when you're getting in anything, whether it's you're going to your first MMA class or you're going to a dance class or you're going to a painting class, you're intimidated. There's people there that know more than you and you don't want to you don't want to come off and be like, oh, I'm King Poop of Poop Mountain. You know what I mean? So I, I can do whatever. I, I, I have this. I have that and whatever. Don't do that. Embrace <laughs> the people that don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of like guide them. Be, be, you know, not to be, you know, really weird about it, but you know, be Obi Wan. Don't, don't, don't be that oh, yeah. guy. Don't you know be what a. I mean? Yeah. Don't be a Sith, baby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess the the first thing would be, you know what I mean? Like, don't poo on somebody that doesn't know as much as you do. Now, the second thing is kind of a contradictory to that is that you should try to bring good beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you should. Oh, you, definitely. You know, you know, you don't roll up in there with a, uh, you know, a, a, a case of, you know, Jenny Cream Pounders. Oh, uh, at George's house, you could definitely do that, and he will absolutely do backflips for you. You are a god you. among men. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a joke, because I'll drink me some Jenny Creams any day of the oh, week. I can't but, pass that up. Um, but, you know what I mean? At the same time, you know, you want to make sure, you know, you bring some good beers. And I think, mm. uh, I mean, you've, you've been to some of my, like, mega shares and... Uh, we really don't have rules. Like, everybody just knows, hey, I'm going to bring some stuff from, you know, out of town that I can't get anywhere. And sometimes there is stuff that comes in town. Like, I will not, you know, say no to a Bell's Too Hearted. I think it's a fantastic beer. And, you know, if someone brought one to a share, that's great. But that's, I mean, that's, there's also like, um, like, how do I put it? Uh there's a maturity to the bottle shares that we do now that we have a group of people that have been doing it for a while and then kind of know each other. And so there's a, like, there doesn't need to be words spoken about like what needs to be done and right. how, what ne- bring this, bring that. It's like, you kind of like evolve and you're like, okay, we all know each other. We know what we're bringing stuff like that. This is more like people kind of getting into it because a lot of people, even though we take it for granted, same thing, there's beers we pass up. We have a very good group of people that have a bunch of really good beers, but there's a lot of people out there kind of getting into the culture, and I guess that's what I'm, we're trying to speak to more now is that kind of getting into it kind of thing. Fisher Price, my first bar- bottle share, if you will. And the localization um, on it. I mean, for instance, I, I went to San Diego last year. I went to my friend's house in we had a bottle share, and literally everything they were drinking, like, when I first got there, they handed me a carton boat. Like they were drinking all East Coast stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, guys, I just I just flew out here. I'm like, I brought half of this stuff because they've they've never really had you know carton. They haven't had Cane Trillium, Hill Farmstead, unless you know through a friend sending it to them. And that's another good thing to talk about is don't um, what sort of looking for like be. Um, Hmm. Be I guess you say random, or don't be don't be too focused on one thing or the other. Like a lot of people hold like sour shares, and that's cool and all. But I, for me, that doesn't really work. And then not so much it's just heartburn waiting to happen. But oh, not, yeah. not that you're having one particular <laughs> style, but like you said, like you, you know, you went there and they're all focusing on just your beers. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you're kind of the guest, kind of there. But you, that's the thing. I didn't even bring. Like, I brought some O Dub with me. Yeah, yeah. And I brought like two bottles of Trillium, but they've been trading <laughs> and they had all this stuff out there prior. And it's just, it's just funny. Like that stuff is like two to four hours away from me, but in San Diego where like I, I consider that in Oregon, like the two beer meccas right now. 
and no, I get that. And I guess the point I was trying to make is that, like, don't you want to bring good beer, but at the same time, you don't want to focus on like one person's, um, all one person's yeah. beer, or focus on your own beer and be like, try to put your own thing, be like, let's drink it. You know, some people are, when I go to a bottle share, you know what I mean? I'll bring like one or two beers, maybe three, depending on how big it's going to be. But then there's some people like Steve, who's been on the show, who brings usually anywhere between 47 to 86 beers. He, br- he brings it, he's the only person that I've ever seen show up with a cooler <laughs> to a, to a, an hour radio show. He yeah. shows up with yeah. a cooler. I, wow. I think he's actually contractually obligated everywhere he goes. He has to bring two bags with him and a cooler. <laughs> yeah. So and that's the other thing. Like, if you're going to be like, and Steve is one of the most generous people, people when oh, it yeah. comes to beers, but at the same time, you, you don't want to take advantage of that either. When someone yeah. shows up with a butt ton of beer, you don't want to be like, oh, we'll drink like 87 of his beers. Oh, we're drinking them. all of his beer tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'll just put mine away. Unless, <laughs> unless, and this is the thing you need to be prepared for, if you hold the bottle share, I almost think, you know, whatever you have in the fridge is kind of like, okay, fair, fair game. game. Do you know what I mean? You can open up any of this stuff. Well, that's that's how it is at, at my house. Well, I don't know. No, that. I'll just tell you to go over to the shelf and grab something because I'll feel bad. When I tried to grab those Sukabas and, and stuff like that, you're like, oh. Now, now I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, oh, how about we open So that? you're saying we go to your Let's place after house. this. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that um, that five-year vertical of five different 50-50 eclipses. Let's drink those. You're like, I'm waiting to drink those. Like, no, if we're opening one, we're opening the rest. <laughs> that's what, that's the stipulation for that one. That sounds like a challenge. Uh, I am willing to accept. that'll pick me up. The Uber's not going to pick you up. Um, anyway, <laughs> so when you go to somebody's house, they, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> they go to, you know, you go to somebody's house, you have to be prepared that a couple things, like, you know, bring good beer. Don't be a don't poop on stuff. But at the same time, if you're holding a bottle share, but you're allowed to take whatever you want and kind of stash it away and be like, okay, you know, this stuff is off off limits. But whatever's in that fridge is pretty much good to go. That's like when I came to my house, or when you guys came to my house a couple weeks ago, when I had kind of my like Joe came over. It was last week. My buddy uh, from Buffalo came down and I had my kind of first first real bottle share at my house or whatever. It was more like, okay, everything's in there. Everybody's like, even that Hardy? I'm like, yeah, Hardy's and everything. Let's drink it all, man. Just go at it. You know what I mean? It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time uh, from what I remember. And, <laughs> and uh, well, and what I've rem- seen in pictures and stuff. And uh, <laughs> Oh, you got so, some good ones. So, yeah, I, um, you know, I took a nap. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, rules to follow again. You know what I mean? Brace the noobs. Bring good beer, but don't feel pressured to find, like, the greatest thing ever in the history of mankind. You know what I mean? Don't hoard somebody's stuff or tout your own stuff too much. And uh, if you hold a bottle share, be prepared to have your stash depleted because that's kind of like part and parcel of what, what it goes with when, uh, when you hold a bottle bottle share. Now, those are some of the rules. Uh, let's get into, like, annoyances. What annoys you guys when it comes to, like, bottle shares as far as, like, stuff that you've seen or stuff you've done yourself or, or the way certain people act? Is there, is there, like, certain little, like, nuances that people do or act or whatever that you're kind of like, man, I do not like this. I've had a couple party fouls where some of my glassware. Yeah. That's a big one. Someone, yeah, someone broke my trillium taster. Yeah. yeah. I was heartbroken. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, who, who broke that? Um, 
Did I break it? No, okay. no. What did uh, I break? I know I broke something of yours. My heart. You broke no. something. <laughs> you broke stuff at my house. My what did I break at your house? You, I think you broke my. Was it, yeah, I you broke even, my, my my mad elf glass. I haven't even been to Gerald's, and I think I broke something at his house. I broke my one Erlenmeyer flask, and then you broke my other one. Oh, yeah. I'm good at breaking glassware, man. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm kind of like um. I'm like a kinetic energy machine that, like, the more I drink, the more I get animated. I'm like a gesticulating monster. Do you know what I mean? That just <laughs> likes to, like, throw stuff around and get all animated and stuff like that. And then the off button happens and I go to sleep. So, uh, but yeah, glassware is a big one. Like, there's mm. some people that say you should bring your own glass to a bottle share. No. No. I don't, I don't buy that. I have enough glass that I could have it broken multiple times over multiple bottle shares and still have too many glasses at my house anyway. So yeah. it's almost like thinning out the herd every now and then when people come over my house and break glasses. It's like, oh, thank God they broke that glass. You know what I mean? I've been sitting there. to get rid of that yeah, guy yeah. forever. But it, actually, that's not true. You know what? I was trying to make a joke about that, but it's always your favorite glass that gets broken. Yeah. yeah. You notice that? It's almost yeah, like I the really, really like that Mad Elf glass. <laughs> my, friend in, uh, my friend in Boston, Tish, she has six Gandhi Bot glasses. She keeps one out at all times and the other five are stashed away. They're packaged in case one ever breaks. Like, she does not let anybody use it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't let anybody use a lot of things I have. That's not, that's not true. You guys can use whatever I got, except for whatever. There was a joke in there that didn't land. Anyway. So I can come over for that 97 Sam Adams? Yeah, anytime you want, baby. Right. Um, yeah, so we're going to take another break, come back with a little bit more kind of bottle share stories and party fouls and the whole nine. So join us after the break here in the Beer Geeks and WILK. Built for business. In business, time is money. In business, money is also money. No wonder nearly a 1,000 businesses choose Comcast Business Internet over DSL from the phone company every single day. Not only is it up to five times faster, it's actually a better value when you go with the fastest plan. So take a minute out of your busy schedule and call Comcast Business. It will be well worth your time and your money. Switch to Comcast Business Internet. Then add voice and TV for just $34.90 a month. And ask about our two-year price guarantee. Call 800-501-6000 or visit ComcastBusiness.com. Comcast Business. Built for business. Offer ends 831.16. Restrictions apply. Limited one voice line and private view TV for new customers. Two-year contract required. Requires Comcast Business Internet and an additional monthly charge. Equipment, taxes, and fees including broadcast TV fee extra. Savings claim based on cost per megabits per second. Compares Comcast 100 megabits per second and 20 megabits per second DSL downloads. Are you over 25 and need to flatten your belly? If so, the next 60 seconds are crucial to your well-being because we're giving away free trials of the Belly Flattening Discovery New Biotics to anyone who wants to flatten their bloated belly fast. To experience dramatic results, call now for your free trial. But hurry while we're still giving them away for free. 1-800-500-0486. New Biotics is scientifically formulated with natural ingredients to flatten bloated bellies fast by cleansing pounds of rotting food and toxic sludge from your body. It even combats periodic heartburn and acid reflux. But hurry. Due to overwhelming demand, there's a strict limit of one free trial per household. Again, if you're over 25 and looking for maximum belly flattening in minimum time, it's crucial that you write down this number for your free trial of new biotics. Hurry. Call now for details while we're still giving it away for free. 1-800-500-0486. That's 1-800-500-0486. If lines are busy, try again. 
1-800-500-0486. Hey, Dave, let's go over to Joe's place. He's firing his cannon today. His what? Cannon? Are you kidding me? Where did he get that? Wyoming County Weapons. Wyoming County Weapons is a different kind of gun shop. From cannons to rare, collectible, long, and handguns and ammo, Wyoming County Weapons is your best and first choice. And their $25 internet or person-to-person transfer fee is the lowest in the area. Guaranteed. Wyoming County Weapons, two miles past the Beaumont Inn on State Route 309. Wyoming County Weapons, a different kind of gun shop. I'm coming home. When you say you support the troops, do you mean it? Hi, this is Lou Diamond Phillips for the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Every day, more service members are coming home from combat. In many cases, they return to no job, no money, and a lifetime of stress. That's where the VFW steps in, providing emergency financial support with their Unmet Needs program. For over 100 years, no one has done more for veterans than the VFW. Please help us help them by texting the word HERO to 90999 for a $10 donation. Back here with a little bit of beer goodness on the Beer Geeks. Uh, talk a little bit of beer sharing, bottle shares, beer stuff in general. And uh, we just cracked into a uh, little cascade, okay, cascade-ness. What do we have going on here, Gerald? It's uh, Manhattan Northwest. Yes, it's a uh, Belgian quad and double um, blended with uh, cherries, apricot seeds, and it's oak-aged for over a year. Yeah, it does not suck. I, I, I have limited experience with Cascade for a couple of reasons. Um, one, the price point is a little bit of, like steep. Not too bad, but at the same time, hmm. Um, two, I like sours, but a lot of their sours can get a little bit super acidic to kind of make me hurt inside and want to cry and stuff like that. But, uh, but every now and then I get one from them and it kind of really turns me on. And this one's uh, pretty, pretty cash money stuff. So... Whenever you want to come to one of my bottle shares, you're more than welcome to bring <laughs> 17,000 of these. Anyway. Just this one. Uh, yeah, just this one. And, no, and then the root, was it that cherry rouge, I think, is something one I had before that was really good. But in general. The cranberry's pretty mild also. Yeah. Cranberries like can be o- overtly tart for me sometimes when it the comes to like beer in general. The cranberry yeah. will be there instead of that over yeah. lactic tartness that we were yeah. talking about off the air. Yeah, so we're talking party fouls, kind of like irritations when it comes to like bottle shares and stuff like that. What else do we got going on? Like uh, you were you mentioned about like what was it? Um, like putting a price putting on the price on the stuff on the beers that you bring. Um, uh, one, I, one I don't like is uninvited guests. Now, I'm w- more than welcome to have people come in whenever. Bring more the merrier. But I don't like it when people just show up unannounced. And that's happened a couple times. And I've been more than, yay, let's you know have a good time or whatever. But that's a big one. So anytime you're going to go to a bottle share, if you're going to bring somebody along, definitely let somebody know. Um, did you ever have anybody show up and uh, dumpster fire your uh, your shares before? No. No. Um, not really. I mean, no. we we played jokes on people that showed up last. Oh yeah, like um, Jer- Kyle, for Jersey example. Devil. Um, we we saved him, mm-hmm. you know, an ounce or two of all the beers. Of- he knew he w- we knew he was coming. We just didn't know when. And then we had what five ounces left of a beer. <laughs> well, th- that's one of the one of the good rules. It's like you know, if you're gonna go, try to show up promptly. You don't yeah. show up super late. And when you do show up super late, you get what's called what we concocted as the Jersey Devil, right? Oh yeah. Which is, we had, what, uh, Fuzzy Baby Ducks? And yeah, we, we had Fuzzy it. Baby Ducks, and we filtered uh, two ounces of it through ghost peppers. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then said, oh, here's this, we call it Jersey here's Devil. Here's this new beer, uh, you know, it's called Jersey Devil. Yeah, and he, he drank it, and he was like, this is great, and you could see it was, like, killing him inside and stuff like that. He, he, we all, we all, like, he saw us watching, so he didn't want to be like, oh, man, they all went through it, it was probably awesome, so I just gotta, I just gotta act cool on that. Yeah, so if you show up late, especially <laughs> one of our bottle shares, you might be drinking habaneros or get that Jersey Devil up in you. Um, yeah, so... Uh, this is the one that I've always had a question about. Um, how do you guys feel about bringing a bottle to a bottle share, have it not being drank? Did you ever have conflicted feelings about, do you take that beer home? Do you leave that beer behind? Like, do you ever, do you ever kind of, like, where do you guys stand on that? I think Everything that I brought to your house that wasn't drank came back home with me. Okay. So, there you go. <laughs> I think with me, it's the order that I leave. If I'm one of the last ones to leave and it's still there, I'll take it. But if I'm rolling out early because I have other plans, I'll just leave it behind for the other folks if we haven't cracked in. Especially if I've had it before. If I haven't had it before, then I might try to force at least a taste before I roll yeah. out the door and okay. leave it up and bottle. What do you think, George? I've usually taken mine. I mean, I'm, I want to share it with someone, but at the same time, I want to be present when it's shared. And, I mean, I've walked out with a couple, and then I'll call you the next day. I'll be like, dude... Get out of work, come over. Like, yeah. No, it's like a weird, conf- I've always had a weird confliction about that, though. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, something about, like, you kind of feel like you need to leave it there, but at the same time, you know, you just, I don't know, something about it. I'm always yeah. drinking with the same people, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, the bottle the bottle comes back. I like w- w- how I said I, I brought everything that was unopened. I brought it back with me. It was like what you said, Gerald. Like, I was one of the last people to leave, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to put this all in my bag and take it out. Yeah, it does cost money you yeah. know, to replace, and if no one's drinking it... And I've never heard any arguments about someone, like, leaving and taking their beer. Yeah, well, I expect all you guys to leave all the beers when you come over, just so you know. That's, that's, no, I'm just joking. Yeah, no, we'll leave the <laughs> I'll make sure bottles. to bring some Blue Moon Pumpkin <laughs> when I come for you. <laughs> but hey, don't be hating on that, man. Let me some Blue Moon Pumpkin up in my life. Um, so, yeah. You're talking about in general, you're talking when it comes to bottle shares. How, like, when you guys first started getting into beer and then you got into beer, was it more like you started doing it through friends and then eventually you guys started doing bottle shares together? Or was it more like you actually actively went out and looked for people to hang out with and to share beer with and just organically snowballed from there or what? Um, I mean, I started going to the uh, bottle shares that um, a local bottle shop to us uh, held. And that's actually how I met you. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of how I started because I was, I was almost like the the catalyst for my friends to get into uh, different beers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of, you know, they'll they'll share beers with me. Like when I did video reviews and stuff, they'll they would sit down and and do some reviews and and things like that. But uh, as far as bottle shares go, they're not really, they're not holding them. If they come over, they come over, and that's great. But for the most part, it kind of like stemmed from going to uh, going to these bottle shares and then I met you and then kind of just spir- spiraled from there. Yeah. Spiraled downhill. Very, oh. very aggressive. <laughs> Real quick. Like sucked into a black hole vortex of horribleness. Um, <laughs> what about you, George? How did you get into it in general? Like when you were first getting into beer, was it more just like, was it, was there a core group of friends that you grew into beer with or did you act like go out and actually find different people that were in the beer? I think one of my first bottle shares was down in Maryland with mm-hmm. you guys. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? Ours started with a bad beer trader. Um, a lot of us traded beer online. There was this individual that 
was picked on by a group, core group of people that supposedly was a bad guy. And people were busting his chops for a while. And then just after a while, some friends became out of the group. And even the people that were the person we were busting the chops, I had befriended. George had met him. He's a nice guy. And it just grew to buddies drinking beers together. Beer. And, but and then, like, how long ago was that? About three, three years? Two, yeah. two and a half years. Yeah. And then, and, and, like, how does that happen? How do you end up going to your first bottle share, like, three states away? <laughs> Invite them down, come down, yeah. come down, have some beers. Okay. Worked at another craft beer shop at the time. Uh, you know, just come down, check out our tap selection. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I did not know that about you, George. You're like a, you're like an onion. I keep peeling back those layers, and <laughs> every time I, I cry like a baby. Um, so, <laughs> so, now, it, it, the next evolution... Of bottle shares, um, where do you see it going? Like, because it's kind of like bottle shares are almost like bars are trying to get into it. But bars have like tastings now, and and they have clubs that come and they do tastings. Again, you're paying money to go to those, but it's no, uh, sometimes not that much different than buying a, a beer's uh, bottle and bringing it yourself. So a lot of times the cost isn't too high. So do you see it just becoming more of a thing where um, it's it stays? kind of the course it is now or do you think it maybe it expands to where people start to open their own kind of like little like beer clubs you know what I mean and then start having like kind of like their own like social clubs that pretty much beer shares happen on a, on a regular thing and kind of make it more of like you know like your old Republican club lesion style thing going on where it's just like people just kind of pooling together and just doing like communal beer stuff all the time do you see it getting that crazy or do you think it sticks to just the you know people hanging out at houses I could see I could see someone like trying to do like a cash grab at some point like open up like a big building and have separate rooms so like groups can like rent out rooms and have their own shares and like a comfort of like a centralized spot because sometimes doing shares I mean we live all over the place yeah and uh if they could all go to one exact spot I, I could see I could see places doing that but I don't see it really going anywhere other than what it is right now because everybody's loving it I mean they like groups have like that one spot they go to and they like a lot of people don't want to break out of the ordinary like I go here on Tuesday I go here on Thursday like well but there's also like what I see happening a, a lot with people when we're doing kind of like group bottle shares and stuff like that with the advent of like you know social media and closed you know groups and people talking about beer is there seems like there's like several groups of people that do bottle shares all like within a relatively close distance to each other and they're kind of like flirting with each other and then eventually there's going to be like a conglomeration of all these people getting together and then you're like are you going to have like 30 people in somebody's living room <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean drinking like well with the like you said with the uh, with social media like the, the Facebook group that at least the three of us are in. I don't know if I'm pretty sure. I don't know if Gerald's in it or not. But uh, it almost seems like there's groups within that group, right? You know, that kind of like all do stuff together. So I don't really know where I was going with that, but that's I call him the best color man in the business. Anyway, you know uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like going forward, it seems like it's like it's a natural progression of like people like you share interests do you know what I mean you share interests whether it be beer or beer or even maybe beer and then like you're into these things and then the further you get with it do you know what I mean you start to expand your kind of group of friends that do beer stuff with beer people because the thing you it seems like um, I don't know if you notice it but it seems like everybody's everybody's into beer but everybody has their own kind of like 
styles and, and breweries they love. So it's like this group is, these are the, the Philly people that drink the Philly beers, and then these are the Vermont, New England people that drink the Vermont beers, and then these, this is like the weirdo people that drink old beers, and then this is the Belgian guys over here. Do you know what I mean? And it almost seems like there's like a natural kind of like rotating atom thing there where they're just closely getting to each other to where they just become one entity. I don't know. Maybe I'm just I don't know. I think, I think it's a little clicky, clanny-like it, it, sometimes. It, it and, absolutely is. And that's, you know. and that's what I mean. Do you think it'll... And, and maybe that's kind of what I'm trying to say is do you think eventually that'll, that, that'll break down? Uh, like, do you think that people will will get above that and then not not be as I don't know as, as clicky or whatever? Even outside the beer community, it seems like as a whole socially, we are becoming clicky and clanny again, and less diverse than what we were. You know, it just seems the way things are going. Unfortunately, I and think it's reaching into the beer. community. I don't think I see. And I honestly don't think that's the case. I think it's always been like that. I just think we all see it easier now with the with social media and stuff like that. So it's not. It hasn't changed. It's just now. You know everybody what I mean? Has like, a camera. Yeah, everybody has a camera. Everybody <laughs> yeah. tells everybody what they're doing every step of the day. So it's like you notice it more. Uh, so well, I mean, at like every bottle share, there's the uh, like we were contractually obligated to pass the bottle around the room so everyone could get a picture of yes. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think I stopped doing that. I, yeah, I've actually stopped doing that. At, yeah, kind of. It took me a while to kick that habit, but now I'm like. Like, when people come down, when my buddy came down from Buffalo, he's like, oh, is your upta- untapped up to date? I'm like, not really. I'm like, I just stopped doing it just because... Like, yeah, I, I deleted untapped off my phone. Yeah, yeah where I was like just... 12 beers checked in. So. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> and then what I'll do is I'll just hoard it. Like, one day when I'm bored, I'll, like, check in everything I can remember over the past month, and I'm like, ah, that's good enough. Do you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I see that on a Tuesday morning. I'll be like, oh, Matt, start his day off right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be like, well, he drank 87 beers in 13 minutes. Be like, I, funny story, I actually had somebody... Who, was like, are you seriously drinking right now? I'm like, no, this is all from yesterday. I'm just, I'm, I'm just checking it in now. And that's why I gave it up. I was checking in a bunch of beers that I'd had previously, and one or two people messaged me like, you know, that's not proper etiquette. You should be checking them in and taking photographs as you drink them. I'm like, you know what? And that's I'm not the person. Play this that's game. the person. Don't invite to the right. No. <laughs> that's why they sit alone. Yes. And I, and I guess, I guess the whole, the, the whole. Um, meaning or whatever the show is basically like it's a great way to get involved it's a great way to try a bunch of different beers you'll never have Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so you know what I mean kind of reaching out to groups of people getting involved and like sharing beers and stuff like that is an awesome thing you know sure there's some you know do's and don'ts when it comes to it but in general it's a thing where you should just kind of just play you know be a morally solid ethical person you know what I mean do your part bring good beer don't be a jerk Um, do you know what I mean like um, uh, be kind and uh, definitely rewind if you have to, and and just and in general, like if you want to get into bottle shares, if you want to get a new beer, it's a great way to go about it. In the same time, don't uh, don't put up a wall, don't build that wall, uh, or have somebody else pay to build that wall for you, and then not let people in. Do you know what I mean? Like like let you know what I mean. Embrace the newbiness. Of yes. uh, of people that are getting into beer because it, it, that's that's the in the grand scheme of things that's a thing, you know what I mean. People are enthusiastic every day. It's like seems like crap beer gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and more people are getting into it. And while we, you know, we're dudes that are in noon on a Sunday drinking beer at a radio station talking about beer to, into the ether. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're at that nerd level that most people don't get to. But there's a lot of people that we we just assume everybody's like us, but they're not. But people want to get into it. So you just can't assume people know or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? So invite somebody new to a bottle share. That's one thing, one thing we did forget about bottle shares is uh, palate cleansers and water. 
I think yes, water is important and uh, having like kind of reset beers. Yeah, reset beers. Get get those get those uh, blunder vices. Get those <laughs> uh, get those gozes in there. Do you know what I mean? They, they yeah. exist for a reason. There's a reason why that happens. So so yeah, another um, good little show here. Um, little panel goodness going on. Uh, next week on the Beer Geeks, we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have a call in, but it's not gonna be a brewery. It's gonna be a beer writer. John Hall from All About Beer Magazine is gonna be on, and from Steal This Beer Podcast. Um, he does both those things and a bunch of other beer stuff. He's going to come on. He has a new book out about food and beer and Jersey and all kinds of awesome stuff. So he's going to be on. He's probably going to be giving away one of those books, too. So you might want to tune in for that. So hilarious, dude. Awesome, awesome read. Awesome to listen to. So that should be a really good show. Moving forward, we have a couple new breweries in the in the uh, shoe. We have Vault Brewing is going to be on at some point. Um, and a bunch of good people, good breweries on. So keep tuned in to the Beer Geeks. I'm WILK. And cheers. 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 cheers.